0: This is Bill Schley, author of The Microscript Rules How to Tell Your
1: Story and Differentiate Your Brand in a Sentence or Less. This is Lorenzo Gomez, author of The Cilantro Diaries Business Lessons from the Most Unlikely Places. And this is Episode 9 of The Brand Brothers.
2: And now, almost live from the branding capital of the world, San Antonio, Texas the place that France calls the City of Cathedrals. It's the Brand Brothers, Season 2, starring Bill Schley and Lorenzo Gomez. They're on a mission to fight the evil forces of fake branding so you can have great branding. And now, two guys who are beloved because they've never said an unkind word about anyone. It's time for the Brand Brothers. (laughs)
1: Ready, set, go. Brother Bill.
0: Brother Lorenzo. I almost forgot your name there. (laughs) I realized that the coffee, you know, how do you know when the coffee, you you try to drink the coffee just before you start, so you're on the way up, you have energy and your brain's going good, but if you just go past that and you start rolling down the wrong side of Everest, (laughs) you know, the coffee's going to, to the crash, then it's like... Good morning, brother Bill. Uh, good morning. What uh, you forget?
1: Did oh, I forget Lorenzo's name? I know. Maybe the coffee's not. There like is Lorenzo. a metamorphosis that takes place when you have coffee. Because you know, um, I, I go from being Shrek, yeah, to an actual human being. Yeah, after
0: yeah. coffee. Yeah, I, I know. You don't look like a human being. But you, <laughs> hey, hey, Lorenzo. I so, just bark at people. Before so here's then. the thing. You know, the other show we had. Uh, I don't even know what show this is. It's it's episode eight or nine of um, maybe ten. Of, season, two. Uh, season two we know that season that started with the lost tapes <laughs> of the brand brothers the brand brothers unhinged <laughs> unplugged i love it um but you know one of the things we've gone back to some of our great segments that people know and love you know um like one of them is what pissed off bill today and i keep <laughs> yeah, yeah. i keep trying to get lorenzo to do one but nothing ever he's just too happy about everything nothing <laughs> no, no, pisses no, him no.
1: off no the problem is like you know how the, all the psychologists will tell you that you need yeah. to deal with your problems yeah well the you know i i was raised in a uh, in in a family that said no no just push it all down don't uh-huh. don't address it just push it all down and then what yeah. happens i put hulk it on out. the rug yeah repress it and then i hulk <laughs> out and all of a sudden the cops show up <laughs> <laughs> everything's destroyed there's blood everywhere yeah. and then yeah. i browned out
0: oh god well they were talking about so we were talking it's not what pissed me off today but what a thought that i had today about how do i go out and um, when there's pressure to, to perform like when you have to make a speech or something and you've got low self-esteem right you got what's lse low self-esteem how do you um secretly how, what do you do how do you deal and i said i well i set the bar really really low this is a principle today the principle of Setting the bar really, really low if you want to succeed, because mm. then you, then you're guaranteed. So if I go out to make a speech, my goal for myself is to um, to avoid after the speech, abject total public humiliation. <laughs> okay? And I finish the speech and I look and if I don't have abject total public
1: humiliation, I feel I've, I've done pretty well, right? See, I got, I got you.
0: You can you got me on that one. The way you, the
1: but the way you do it, you quote a bunch of people because if anybody doesn't like it, then you say, "Yeah, well, how can you argue with what?" Martin Luther King Jr. said, then you're yeah. the idiot, not me, bro. Ah, there you go. You just so. quote everyone else. Yeah, and have right. no original thoughts. Well, That's
0: the you, key to my speech. But you is. turn a positive and also, you turn a negative into a positive for yourself. Yes. So you want to know, here is, if you, if anybody that has self-esteem problems, <laughs> okay, because I know a lot of people do, there's no, books do. written, self-help books galore, yeah. right? Every, yeah. Daily, they're written, hundreds of thousands published a year. I'm going to tell you the guaranteed Guaranteed place. If you've got low self esteem of any kind, you go into this place, spend a day there. Not like rehab, spend six months, a day. I'm going to tell you what this is. What? It's the gastrointestinal ward of your local hospital. Oh, man. Now, we can always cut this out. I'm already bummed. Well, I just have to tell you this. In the gastrointestinal ward, that means now we're all we're all adults here, right? You have to be eighteen to listen to this program, right? <laughs> In the gastrointestinal, Lorenzo's actually looking, going, "What the hell? Where are we going with this?" <laughs> In the gastrointestinal, I'm trust ward, falling right you now. Trust me, okay, because we, we know we could edit this out. Um, you go and you have some kind of a procedure or an operation done on whether it's your stomach or your intestine, that kind of thing. And the I bowels. That, I th- well, don't okay. I was going to say go that far, <laughs> but that kind of thing. And you, and then you have to recover. Right. Now, recovery, the universal measure of recovery in the gastrointestinal ward is if you pass gas. That is the worst metric. No, but think about it's the best metric. It is no, no, it because is the best metric. Because if you pass gas, you are permitted to go home. They will tell you you can't be you can't be un- admitted or how do you say uh, how do you say admitted? Oh no no. uh, uh, uh what, dismissed Rejected, the... dismissed. You can't be released right from the discharged. Hospital. You can't be discharged. You. Oh, now you bring up something else to ugly. No, <laughs> you can't be discharged from the hospital unless you pass gas. Wow. Now you have everybody in the ward is trying to pass gas. But the thing is, if someone does. All Celebration. you have to there's a freaking there's a parade. <laughs> they I, the the nurses come to your room. the The bells go off. You know the thing. The code red, code red. they got code. You know code whatever it is. <laughs> they go. They go room two hundred nine. <clears throat> just pass gas, and they show up. The doctors, balloons. They hand you flowers. <laughs> they, they they do. They take photographs, and that's amazing. If you just pass gas, <laughs> and so all you have to do is. I mean I don't want to say the F it used to be a swear when I was a kid. All if you just do that, all for your whole life, coming up to that point, if you did that, you were yelled at, you were kicked out of school class in <laughs> elementary school, your wife, your girlfriend said kicked you out of the house for right. doing that thing. But in this ward, in the gastrointestinal ward, you are a hero <laughs> just for for farting and you feel so good about yourself. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, who the hell can't do that?
1: You know what? I'm going today.
0: Don't you think that is is the greatest place I'm, to get self esteem? I'm,
1: I'm I'm summoning my Uber right now.
0: I'm just telling our brothers and sisters out there, you no matter how far down you are in this world, if you ever get there, you go in there for one day, pass gas, and they will hold a parade for you. You'll walk out and say, You know, I feel good about myself today just from there you go. I love it. I don't know what this episode is
1: called. <clears laughs> I think it transitions well to our topic. <laughs> I don't know. We if we, if we have to, if we have to let this one go. Oh. But it, oh, see,
0: oh. everything now is everything now is a pun. I didn't even mean that. If we have to let this one go. <laughs> I didn't even mean it that way, ok, uh, all right, Lorenzo, what, what are we, we
1: going to talk about today after that? How do we follow? today? That? Well, no, this topic can follow anything. Sure. And it's the most important topic. Yes, you know, it's and so today is about sales. But now, and we did an episode. In season one, on mm-hmm. sales, but it was really mm-hmm. about the brand of sales. Mm-hmm. And I, and what I, when I'm excited about today is we're going to kind of get into, um, as Nacho Libre would say, the nitty ah, yeah, gritty, the nitty gritty of it, and you know, just go over, you know, the the, the high level process of sales, because yeah. because it needs to be defended. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been hijacked by, you know, a lot of movies. You know, right. you have the boiler rooms, and you have the 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 Wolf of Wall Street, and you have mm-hmm. all these, you know. Um, you know, uh, well, my favorite one is uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, when oh uh, Alec Baldwin goes it. And, and actually, at Rackspace, we say this coffee's for closers. Put that coffee down. Oh. Coffees for Closers. Which, by the way, is one of the greatest microscripts in sales cinematic history, Coffees for Closers. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. But, but yeah. I but I do yeah. think that, yeah. that yeah. it gives this impression that anybody that hasn't been in sales or worked with salesmen yeah. and women, yeah. that you have to be this in-your-face, I'm not taking no for an answer. Right. I'm going to get the deal whether you like it or not right. kind of mentality. Right.
0: Well, there's, yeah, and there's another thing. This that's tr- All that's true. There's a, I'm just a little bit of a... Uh, on the bigger picture of why we're even talking about sales, because it's a branding show. Right. It's also a life-changing show, right? <laughs> of it's, course. It, it is. It's a life. But but we said way back in the beginning that marketing without sales is like motherhood without sex. That's right. We, we said that people, a lot of marketers forget why they're, being paid every That's day. Exactly why right. they have these big, huge marketing departments? So they think they're to, they're there to do some lofty thing about the brand and making the brand a personality and a thing and getting it to absorb into the ether of everywhere. And you say, no, but it has to support selling your company. <laughs> if your company doesn't sell and have revenue, you don't have a company. You don't have a job it's a commercial enterprise it has to make products and get people and have customers customers buy something that means they're sold customers <laughs> must be
1: sold you're, you're reminding me of a story so we right? did uh, we, we did a um an interview with the great uh graham weston and nick longo mm-hmm. graham weston one of the founders mm-hmm. of rackspace uh, mm-hmm. nick longo founder mm-hmm. of geekdom and there was a part yeah. where graham was talking to the the audience you were there yeah and he and he, and he said um you know people come to pitch me for investment all the time. Sure. And they say, hey, you know, uh, we've done X, Y, and Z and and we don't have any sales. We don't have any salespeople. He goes, well, well, you're an (laughs) idiot.
0: (laughs) 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 No, I know. Well, yeah, that's right. We don't have anything sales or care about anyone buying it. No, we have all the other things. No, it's true, and you know something. A lot of uh, very, very fancy uh, uh, MBA students come out like that too. And they they never teach them about sales. So we're going to teach you a little bit about sales. Right. If you're if marketing's about sales, if advertising is about sales, if their brand is about getting a selling idea right. in someone's head, it makes sense that we talk a little bit about what sales is. Right. For all you marketers out there, because what you really are is you're you're like the hurricane force. The you're like the great oh god see i was gonna say it again the great wind i didn't mean <laughs> it's okay no 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 I Wind wind in the, wind wind in the sales purpose. you're the wind between oh okay all right the wind between my wings no <laughs> so but this is so we got and so when we, when i was at ted bates now this is back a lot of years ago this is the great agency rosser reeves uh don draper real agency. the original melt in your mouth not in your hand the greatest advertising agency they sold more of everything than anyone in history they're really good guys and my boss told me just get a sales book and read it just get any sales book and read it to understand what the selling process is because there's a psychology to selling yeah selling is persuading you ever go up to to somebody you want them to do something and you 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 talk to them because you want to persuade them you want to convince them you want to change their mind. The all it's selling is, is getting them, is not only persuading them, convincing them, but to the point where they actually get in motion and yeah. do the thing. Yeah. That's the difference. That's what makes it hard. One is just, hey, I want to tell you about something great. A salesperson, I want to tell you something about something great, and I
1: actually want you to act on it. Right, that's the only difference. Well, also, I, Graham once said, uh, and I, I wrote about this. I wrote about this in my book. It was a, it, we were at Texas A and M, and he was giving a speech to, the, to this entrepreneurship yeah. uh, class, and he said, "Everybody's in sales, whether you know it or not." Oh, yeah. And he said, "Everybody has to sell themselves." Yep, and their ideas. Sure, and I think that what he did is a reframe, and he really mm-hmm. just said, you know, you thought it was about closing deals, but mm-hmm. actually, and to your point, when you know, when you have to sell an idea to convince someone to change someone's mind, mm-hmm. that is selling at its most basic level. It is, and and when you're doing product selling, I think it's actually, uh, it's a, li- it can be a little bit easier because when you do it well, you're solving someone's problem, you're actually helping them. Yeah. and and when you reframe it like that, then mm-hmm. the negative stigma goes away. Right, right. And you realize we talked way, way back
0: once about the eight human appeals, I think. You know, everybody wants to be sexier. Everybody wants to be richer. Everybody wants to be smarter. Everybody wants to be more more attractive those kind of things. Um, you realize that when you, when you, in your process, the branding process, the proposition says, "I'm going to make someone's, I'm going to make someone's life better. Right. I'm going to make you happier or richer or safer." When they're really convinced of that, and they say, the, "the, the, the key to that right now is this product will help you now." That's that's why those appeals are so important, and you get that into someone's head, they'll buy something. But so the getting back to sales there's a couple of things first of all there is a definite set of steps very short how many are there let me see the the one two three four there's there's, there's a peer we call it the sales pyramid there's five psychological steps basically that everybody goes through uh, sales people go through and the buyer goes through to get from I don't I've never heard of you or seen you before to all the way to I'm going to buy your product there's five steps along the way and I call them the it's the sales pyramid and those steps, I think, have not changed since the beginning of time because they're, they're the basic, basic human psychology. And everybody, when people understand those steps, they go, wow, all of a sudden selling, it's revealed to me. I get, I get how selling works. It's an absolute process. So uh, before we talk about that for one second, okay? I want to. You know how we, sales itself has a bad brand, doesn't yes. it? Yes, right, big time. It has a bad reputation. It means something. What do you think sales means? It, yes, I bet a hundred people. Tell me what. Tell me about sales. What do you think of sales and salespeople? What are they going to say?
1: Well, I just think that you're gonna—they're gonna say high pressure. Yeah. I think that there's there's actually a very bad microscript of the used car. That's that the used. Red, I know. That's uh, the, the ultimate. Used, isn't which, which which is terrible because if you work in a used car lot, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're trying to you know yeah. bring bread home for your family like anyone yeah, else. Yeah. But there's this notion that that's where they get really in your face and aggressive and mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's really the predominant brand that's people's in the you know they're they're gonna yeah. or the boiler room. I'm gonna walk in with an Armani suit and throw my Ferrari keys on the table and you yeah
0: know, gonna, you know, oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so so they, it's it means high pressure, high pressure, stress. Yes, they're gonna they're gonna force me to do something that I don't want to do, right? That's right. I don't trust them. They're gonna make right all of these things, all these that the, the salespeople have, right? And you could say that the reason people feel that way. Is, is, wait, as a matter of fact, even the, the, the reputation of sales is so bad out there that companies even try to change the name to pretend it's not sales. Right. So what do they call salespeople now? Uh, Solutions Advisors. Yeah, yeah, they do. Solutions Consultants or yeah. Business Development. Yeah, Business Development. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's they it. won't even say it's called sales. <laughs> Nobody wants to be in sales, okay? Yeah. But that's really what it is. You can't hide it. The, the, re, the thing is they don't go through the steps that we're going to talk about, okay? They yeah. don't go through. There's yeah. two things. They don't, the, the bad ones don't go through the steps. And I would also say the bad ones don't have the right motivation, which is, The bad ones really, really, really don't really care about the customer. They really just care about getting the money and making the sale. The good salespeople, if you start with, hey, I really do want to help my customer here. If that's your motivation, I really do care that my customer gets what they want, right? That that thing, that one, that fundamental notion, then follow these five steps and you're guaranteed to succeed. And the amazing thing is the customers love it. When you succeed, because you've helped them buy something that they really need and they really want, and you've gotten them over the fear of of buying. That's what you've done. You've gotten them over the fear of buying. So, this is all what good what good salespeople do, right?
1: So let's so let's get into the steps. So let's get uh, let's do a brief tutorial for our audience. Yeah, like okay. okay, you know if you if you're gonna if you're gonna try to to go close a deal or if you're it's your first day. And actually, I think entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. most people. Uh, that start a company are very passionate about the thing they're starting it yeah and so uh you're gonna you love the thing you're doing anyway and mm-hmm. so i think that we have uh some some a couple of quick steps that you can mm-hmm. that, that can be your guide while you're going in to make those sales mm-hmm. and i do think and i once heard a very successful entrepreneur say that most entrepreneurs need to sell first mm-hmm. before they hire their first sales rep right so they know what's going on
0: sure yeah, no, that's a, that's a good idea. They should they should know these. They should have a sense of these steps. So let's just let's just say that. Um, okay, I'm going to describe the sales pyramid. Here's why it's a pyramid. Yes. At the bottom of the pyramid is uh, number one. It says make a conversation, or create rapport. Start talking to someone. Right. Make a conversation. Create some rapport. That's that's the bottom of the pyramid, and that's the widest part of the pyramid for a reason. The next one up is reveal their concerns, which is start to get them to talk about their problems, especially related to your product, and what they need, what really is what's bothering them, what they need to help, to, to help, to help their lives, so reveal their concerns. The next one up the pyramid, about, about a, halfway up, is present the benefits. Tell them about the benefits of your product. The, the second from the top is answer their objections, okay? <laughs> And the last one, at the very point, the narrowest part is close, <laughs> which under the, underneath the closing says ask. Right. Closing is asking, okay? Not holding a gun to their head. So I'm gonna say it one more time. You can even draw this on a piece of paper, draw a pyramid, and, 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 it's, di- and the, it's divided into five horizontal sections. The bottom one, the widest part, is have a conversation, create rapport. The next one up is reveal their concerns. The, the next one up, halfway up, is uh, present the benefits, then answer their objections, and finally ask. That's the sailing pyramid. And everybody goes through that psychological process. I love it. Okay? Okay.
1: Let's all right. Let's dive in.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the making the conversation part.
1: Yeah. So I think making the connection. You know. Oh, making the connection. I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's all right.
0: I don't have my glasses. Make a connection. Yeah.
1: I mean, I look. I think that you know, not to not to beat up the used car guys, but I do mm-hmm. think that if you go to a car lot, I think it's very reasonable for mm-hmm. someone to come come up and say, "Can I help you?" Yeah. Right? It's, it's a very reasonable way to make the connection. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know. The, the bad salesman is just going to keep bothering you or, or he's going to linger, he's not mm-hmm. going to get the message, but mm-hmm. I think a good one will let, give you your space, mm-hmm. come in very softly and check in, you know, but most mm-hmm. people, when I was at Rackspace, they called in, they have a problem, and hey, mm-hmm. you know we want to get you solved. We want to get it solved. Right. And so um, I feel like making the connection is just, can I help you? I mean, in the nicest possible way, right. um, and the good sales reps do that mm-hmm. very, very swell.
0: Well, they do. And I and I hope it didn't destroy the whole sales pyramid because I did not have my glasses on. It's make a connection. What did I say? Make a conversation?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, th- I, mean, the, it's, it's, I
0: feel it's, like, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's the it's same make, thing. It's the bottom is make a connection, then reveal their concerns. I knew another a guy used to teach this stuff and he called it create rapport. But rapport, right. or, rapport means just start a conversation however anyone does. Um, but the best way to start any conversation is to let someone know you're interested in them. The idea in this conversation is to is to let someone start to talk about themselves because then they feel comfortable, and then they also feel a connection because they think, "Wow, maybe this person's kind of interested in me." Right? Okay. And there's tech, there's techniques, and there's way to do this, but the idea again is to make some kind of a connection that starts a conversation. In, in whatever situation you're in. I mean, mm. if it was really a sales course, you talk about going into someone's office, people know that you're coming in to sell them, but it's a process and practice makes perfect in any one of these things. As you start to make a conversation, a conversation that where you're interested in that other person, the person starts to relax. The person starts to say, you know, I start to I kinda like this person. They're interested in me. They're not just you know, ramming something down my throat. right? And I start to feel comfortable. And I start to feel a little bit of trust, right? okay? And I start to feel, I don't have to like the person, but I'm okay with the person. Mm. And that starts to create this connection, all right? Now as you start to do that, the next, the, the most important, the, the, the next step up is what we call reveal their concerns. And this is where you really start to ask, it's all about questions. Remember yes. the the, yes. the six
1: honest serving men, right? Well, and also, and also, I feel like in this section here, mm-hmm. listening, asking the right questions, mm-hmm. and really asking. And I think mm-hmm. that to me, what what happens is in this part where you're trying to get them to reveal your, their concerns. Yeah. this is getting to the core of their problem. Well, mm-hmm. why do you need a car? Did your car explode? Sure. Uh, why do you need a computer? You know, are right. you you know? And actually, um, I think that when I worked at Gateway mm-hmm. Computers, mm-hmm. you know, we used to we used to sell to so many. Uh, I would say adults, adults, parents, grandparents, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were afraid. they were afraid of tech yeah. and it was this new thing. and the great sales reps mm-hmm. would just let them vent. I don't know anything about this thing, sure. but I know my grandkid needs it to go to cut and yes. they would and they would just hear and I could see those reps just they weren't saying no a word. yeah, and they were just taking it all in, taking yeah. it all in. and they were gonna and they were going to. Later in the process, address every one of those things. Yeah. Uh, and tell yeah. them, I was listening to you. And I think that the revealing the Absolutely. concerns part is when it's done well, you by just letting them vent it's, yes, it's almost like the the uh don't be right. a bad boyfriend and try to solve the problem right you know right. that old that old right. adage right. right right don't be the, the, don't solve the problem i just want mm-hmm. you to listen yeah right and it's the same thing in the uh revealing revealing well, the concerns you're
0: session. so right though but it's a guy vents about oh i'm afraid of this i don't like tech someone else is bothering me my wife is after me um i spent <laughs> my paycheck whatever it is what happens is you start to find out what are they really afraid of right what's really blocking them or what they really need because you're listening you're listening that's right and as that happens then this is the brilliance of being one-to-one selling because now you can go and sell to the biggest problem the biggest need they have you realize this guy's afraid of tech and you can start to talk to them about how easy it is and show them how easy it is you can tell them other customers you know boy afraid of tech I was afraid of tech too it's you know it's really bad but that's why this product sells to so many people you can address those issues that they had. But when you reveal the concerns, we used to say this, if you let them talk long enough, they will give you the keys to the safe.
1: Exactly. They They'll will tell you, tell you
0: How to sell them. Yes. And this is not <laughs> manipulative. No, no, it's this true. Is listening to someone and f- and figuring out what their real concerns are. That's right. So I mean, there was this 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 one guy. I read a book once. It was about sort of mesmerizing salespeople. Mesmerizing is sort of where it means hypnotic a little bit. Mm. And what one that this guy would do is. He'd walk, he'd be a car salesman. He'd be showing someone the car. and People would come in like all, you know, basically, you know, that body language with their arms folded because they think they're about to be blasted and yeah. descended upon mm-hmm. by, a, by a shark salesman. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're already they're already uptight. The guy would come over. He'd understand that. I'd talk to them about the car. Look at the car. It's a beautiful car, isn't it? Let them talk. You know, he asked about their last car. Did you like it? Yeah. Tell me tell me about the best time you ever bought a car. Mm. That's right, he would say, tell me about, did you ever have, did you ever buy a car when you really love the car and you love the experience? Yeah. Tell me about the best time you ever bought a car. And now he would stop talking and they now they're in their own dream, right? Right. And they basically tell them about the car, they tell them about the salesman. guy will go, yeah, what was the sales guy like? He'll tell them about what the salesperson was like, he'll tell them about the, the you know, the, the test drive or not, the whole process. And basically the guy is telling him
1: exactly
0: this is how I want to be sold. <laughs>
1: Yes. Right. I want. But do you realize how brilliant that is? It's no, no. I love it. And actually, I, I want to interject a, a quick story yeah, here because yeah, yeah. I remember back when I was really young, uh-huh. I I did the traditional uh, car sales model, and yeah. and I know we're picking on sales guy, but I think it's no, a, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, great yeah, yeah. I think it's a great example. Yeah. And I remember a guy. He wrote on a sheet of paper, mm-hmm. and, and and knowing what I know him now, it makes me angry. He said, mm-hmm. uh, "If we can agree on a monthly payment." signed this blank sheet of paper that says you're gonna drive off yeah, yeah. and and he was trying to get me to psychologically and and to me i just hate it because i knew i was playing their war their psychological mm-hmm. war mm-hmm. and i hated everything about it it was a terrible experience and i think that's right. why they have the brand is that this guy mm-hmm. did that yeah and then uh one of my close friends uh started working at carmax yeah and he said hey man he said, "and he and he, you know what he, said? Yeah. he said he said look he said there's no negotiating at carmax yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah and i yeah. was like tell me more he said look there's a price Mm -hmm. their price is not too low but it's not too high Mm -hmm. it's it's reasonable yeah. And they don't negotiate. And if you go to their site, it's mm-hmm. it's clear it's clear and simple car buying and selling. Right. Yeah. That's their value proposition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what? That just because they removed that one part of the sale, that's mm-hmm. how I wanted to be sold to. I didn't yep. want to go through the uh, the ritual mm-hmm. of going in, oh, let me go talk to my manager and and then all of a sudden, you know, okay, we're gonna agree to a price, but then I'm gonna try to screw you in finance, right, with mm-hmm. your month with your interest rate. Right. And I just wanted to be clear and simple. And I've gotten three the last three cars that I've bought have all been through CarMax. Yeah. But to your point, it's yeah. because they offered something. That was the way I wanted to be sold. It was how to. you wanted to be sold. But the other thing was so, but what those,
0: what those bad car experiences are like, which A, they're too high pressure, B, right. the guy, um, they go back and forth and do all these shenanigans right. that you know. Are just sales negotiation tactics shenanigans. It's yes. not about helping you. It's, it's about, not about, yes. It's about driving you to a deal. It's almost tricking you. It's like tricking you into a yes. deal. And you feel that I got to talk to my manager. Everybody in the world knows a guy goes in back and has a cigarette and comes back. He doesn't talk <laughs> to anybody. So true. I, I, really? It's really, so true. Right? Yes. You no. Know? So all those, all those tricks and things. So nobody wants to, but see if they feel like they're being tricked, they don't have rapport anymore. You see, right. then they're not going to reveal their concerns. Then they're 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 not the, you, the connection that you don't have a connection. What you have is a right. You have is a, a conflict. That's right. And you're trying to take down those walls. Okay. So this idea about revealing their concerns. What is this? What else does this tell us about salespeople? People say, "Oh God, I can't sell because you have to be a backslapper, You have to be the most popular kid in class.
1: You have to be the one that
0: everybody wants to party with and that kind of a guy." No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. The
0: opposite
1: yeah look going back to my going back to my gateway computers example yeah i remember uh there was a salesman named jay and i remember Mm -hmm. he took apart a tower computer for a lady yeah and he and he said you see that and i i, I walked over and i was listening because mm-hmm. i wanted to learn too he said mm-hmm. you see that that's your processor you know what that is That's like the engine in your car mm-hmm. and he said you see that thing that's a hard drive it's like your closet in your house that's where you keep all your stuff and, yeah. and i was like yeah this, and so he was as knowledgeable mm-hmm. as anyone i had ever met see it wasn't about slap you on the back this mm-hmm. guy knew when i heard him speak he mm-hmm. he sounded to me like a technician he yeah. sounded like an engineer, not a sales rep. Mm-hmm. And I think that the great the great sales reps are there are so knowledgeable in every facet of the, the world. That right, in. but he also made it simple for you, didn't he? That's right. And
0: so what he did do, he, did, he wasn't arrogant, he didn't teach you like you were a fool. Exactly. He didn't make you feel dumb. That's what right. he did was he helped you understand. Yes. And, and remember, what's, what's, our, what's our other, what's our 109, the Brand Brothers 119th rule, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> People like what they understand and they like the person that helps them understand it. Ooh. We always yes. know this, right? Make yes. it simple, make it easy. That's right. So so yes, but this is the biggest other point. People say, Oh, I couldn't be a great salesperson because I'm not that backslapper and the opposite right. is true. The best I'm gonna say this and I'm I'm gonna say it loud. The best salespeople are the best listeners. Yes. I'll say it again. Yes. The best salespeople are the best listeners. Because if you are, are, if you have enough humility and enough smarts to shut up and actually listen to them, talk, and the more they talk, the more comfortable they feel, the more they trust you, the more confidence. the more they start this people, this person actually cares about me. yes, and they will give you the keys to the safe. <laughs> they will tell you what they need to be sold. That's okay? right okay? That's right. And and that's another thing and I'm not gonna this isn't I'm, this is not sexist. I find one reason why women are are really good salespeople, sometimes I think they're better than men because women, I think, the women I know are are better listeners than the guys that I, totally I know. I totally
1: agree with that, yeah.
0: I really do. I think women naturally are, are just, they're, they're, they're more open and I just think they're better natural listeners. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Right? Yeah. So just just saying, because
1: it doesn't mean that anybody, I but think, the key is listening. If you want to be yes, a great rep, you yes, have to listen. Yes, and yes, yes. So, as, as we as we transition to the benefits yep the 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 reason listening is so important is because i feel like people stop listening because mm-hmm. they want to jump straight to oh they, they want to
0: oh they can't wait to pitch their right. product. And so just ram and, it down their throat and, and you
1: can see it in a bad rep you're mm. gonna see they're just nodding but they're not listening they're just going yeah when, when, just where's like, my where's my break so i can tell you well we got this and that and this exactly. and that and blah, blah, blah. yeah i can't
0: wait I can't wait to spew I can't yeah. make them do my speech no right. no 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 you got the keys to the safe. That's right. And as you ask them, so what? how does that make you feel? Someone says, well, I was afraid of that. Well, how does that make you feel? And they say, well, some, that made me feel, and why did you feel that way? As you keep asking, remember the seven the seven honest serving men, they right. tell me all I know, right? Their names are how <laughs> and what and where and why, when, how, whatever that is, how do they make you feel? As you keep going, if, if you're listening, they will get down to the real issue right. that they would never tell anyone, but they'll tell you. And they'll. You might find out that somebody lost their job, and they're really, really afraid of of this. Or right. they might tell you that they got burned by something over here, and that scares them. You don't know, but you'll find the real thing. Yes. That is that blocks them, but you'll also find the real thing they're really looking for. Right. And
1: and also, I think that by the time you get to. Uh, step step three, which is presenting the, the benefits. Yeah, the benefits. Everything. The, the theme of that whole section mm-hmm. is now. Let me point every benefit back to what you just told yes, me was of your course, problem. To you, everything is. You're hitting the tennis ball mm-hmm. back to their right. back to their original the mm-hmm. the thing they said. You were listening, and oh, because you said you're trying to do this, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, going back to my computer example, we had so many parents and grandparents buying computers for their mm-hmm. college kids, mm-hmm. and it was always like, okay, you said that your your granddaughter. Grandson needed A, B, and C. Yeah, this computer does A, B, and C, and it was always back and forth. You told mm-hmm. me this. Let me tell you this. Sure. You told me this. Let me show you this. And right. to me, the benefits are not—they're not just a, a, a checklist mm-hmm. for you to check off. Yeah. They have to point back to what the customer is telling you. Yes. Yeah. They do. They do.
0: Well, what you're doing is you're speaking to them. You're speaking to them. But you're speaking exactly to them right. about them and what they need, which meant, right. which means that I listened, which means that I care. Right. Okay. So I want again, you know our, our listeners out there, I actually for the I actually want people to pull out a piece of paper, <laughs> draw a pyramid, divide it into five horizontal sections right now with a pencil, if you even have a pencil, or do it on your on your iPhone if you, or whatever, if you have one of those electronic ones. And at the bottom right, make a connection. The next one there's five. The next one was reveal their concerns. Remember? We're listening now. Right. We're not talking. We're getting them to tell us. We're asking how, why, when, what, where. the The third one up is present the benefits. Now you're going to tell them, well, this is great. I'm a thank you for that because I really want to tell you how I think. I think that, that what we have here it really can help you in this way, in this way, in this way, and start to show them the wonderful features, and benefits. Right, right, okay. And that's where you present. That depends on your product. Now you've gone through that part. And hopefully, you're talking directly. You're not selling something that you care about. Right. You're That's are right. something that they care yes. about. Everything yes. else is a waste of time. <laughs> okay. That's right. But again, okay, so this is the beauty of, of being face-to-face. Okay, now we get to the fourth from the top, which is answer their objections. Oh. Okay. Now, this is beautiful. <sighs> There's so many good objections. Well, and what else? Here's the other, yeah. Here's the thing about objections. A lot of salespeople were thinking, oh, man, objections. I don't want to have objections. I'm afraid to have objections. How do I answer an objection? <laughs> They're difficult to answer. You know, I wish I could just go through and they just buy it. Oh, God, what do I do? A great salesperson, this is the greatest line of any sales trainer I ever heard. Ready? Yeah. Learn to love the word no.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the baby's first word out of a baby's mouth? It might be mama, dada, the next word is no, no, right, no. And learn to love the word no just means if they don't have an objection meaning where they're down to, okay, but I'm. how do you help me with this, or are you sure it can do that, or I'm not sure. If they don't have an objection, they're not interested. That's right if they don't have an objection, they just say, okay, great, that was a wonderful look I got to think about it We'll be back tomorrow let me call you next week <laughs> If they have an objection it's because they're actually trying to give themselves permission to buy yeah it's actually a buying sign it is the biggest buying sign you <laughs> have to have objections <laughs> yes but objections are beautiful because you know you know you've revealed all those concerns These are the last two concerns they have and if they don't reveal them, you can't sell them. <laughs> they have to tell you so you can you.
1: sell them. But also, I also I think that um, a lot of people uh, misconstrue a mm-hmm. customer's objections, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I have a story. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. about objections. So, mm-hmm. I have a great friend. Uh, we were roommates in the UK together. His name is Matt Schatz. and mm-hmm. he was one of the the greatest salesmen, mm-hmm. prolific sales guys at Rackspace. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now he runs sales at a company called WP Engine. Mm-hmm. And he was telling us the story one day about when he was managing a, a sales team at Rackspace. Mm-hmm. They had this huge customer uh, in Australia, and they had this huge configuration they needed. It was two hundred thousand dollars with like a like twenty thousand dollar setup fee, right? So yeah. they're they're working with the engineers. The customer comes back and says, uh, the price, I'm concerned about the price. Mm-hmm. And the sales rep just runs back to Matt. It's, oh my God, the price, we're gonna lose a deal. Oh my God, to, <laughs> yeah. the, the price, the price is yeah. expensive. And yeah. so they go and they start cutting things out of the config and they go, okay, if mm-hmm. we, well, if we do this config, so it was like $200,000 with a $20,000 setup fee, right? Yep. If we do this, we get rid of this, we can do 150,000 um, with the $20,000 setup fee. Yeah. And, uh, and, the, and the customer goes, well, I wasn't concerned about the 200 but that $20,000 setup fee? I didn't understand that. Uh-huh. And he goes, "But now that I know, I can't approve the setup fee." So they cut it. So he goes, "But now I also want the $150,000 price." Yeah. And what and Matt's point was to say the sales rep didn't ask one little question, mm-hmm. "Tell me more." Right. Right, tell me more about that objection. If he had just stopped and said, "Tell me more." Uh, yeah. It wasn't the price of the big the big mm-hmm. part it was the setup fee, and he would have saved. He would, he would have, have another. Walked, I never would <laughs> yes, have known. You would have never would have known. And I think that that so many people skip that. Tell me more about your objection. Why do you? Why is it an objection? And get to the real root cause of what's going it on. It is. It is un. It's
0: unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right. right. And Tell and me so, more.
1: And so this thing about objections, and the thing
0: about objections is a lot of in selling. A lot of selling people use micro scripts. They use little scripts for these things because they work so di- so darn well. Right. So there's and when you when you really start to sell, study selling there's certain classic ways that you can answer objections because what you need to do when there's an objection is first of all you're thrilled to hear it you really are because right. now he's giving you this is this is he's telling me this is the last obstacle help me rationalize this last obstacle so I can buy it he's telling you how do I buy it right get me to that last point help me that's what you're hearing truly right right? that's right so one of the most incredible little little ways to deal with an objection is what they call what you want to do is first you acknowledge the objection because it's never a dumb objection it's always a great objection then you you know make sure that you've acknowledged it and then you can talk to it so this is called feel felt found Mm. the greatest way to ever answer an objection oh my god i'm glad you asked that that was a great that was that was that's a great question. He said, you yeah. know, hundreds of people who bought the product had that same concern, but when they buy it, but then when they bought it, they found, right? Right. That's the thing. They had the same concern that you did, but once they tried it, they found, right? Mm-hmm. That it was really this, 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 and this and this. So you're even you're not even you're talking about other people. Other people had the same concern. You're validating their concern. You're saying other people had that same concern. You're saying, but you know what? When they did it, they tried it, and they found this other thing. They found something else. And those, you're validating it. It's just called right. the feel, felt, found technique. Right, okay? right. It's a classic. Another one is the old, uh, these are so classic, that's why I'm bringing them up. The uh, the Ben Franklin. It's What's called the, th- the way and close. Oh, where where they say, you know, in the old days when it was tough, when old Ben Franklin, you know, he had to make a decision, you know, <laughs> he used to sit there, he'd draw a line down the center of a piece of paper, and he'd, put, he'd list all the reasons to go ahead and all the reasons not to go ahead. So I said here, draw a line of piece of paper. So what are the reasons not to go ahead today? And the and the and this is people actually do this. Well he said, well he can say, yeah, well, it's it's this, it's a little expensive, it's that, it's that, it's that list four or five things. What are but what are all the reasons why this is a good decision? And the guy and, and the person, usually together you'll come up with twenty. <laughs> it just works that way. Because there are a lot of good you he's really sold, is the, is right. the point. Right. And so and you say, well, there it is. There it what is. do you think we should do? <laughs> and and the process. You know, I think we ought to go ahead.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. But I mean, look, these sound like canned things. We're just making a point here.
1: No, no. I, also, right. I I want another. I want to put another anecdote out about answering objections because yep. whenever. So there was a brief mm-hmm. time at Gateway because when I started there, I was really just a receptionist. Yeah. But there was a time where they promoted me to mm-hmm. Gateway's worst salesperson of all time in the human history. Good. And and That's I remember. What you want. And I remember someone, uh, people would always ask, hey, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I want to get the price down. Can I take off the warranty? And and because I didn't understand, I would always say, well, yeah, take it off, you know, and take it off. And then I heard my buddy Luke answer the same objection. And he said, and he followed the pyramid so well. He Mm -hmm. said, well, you told me what you're going to use this computer for. Yep. And I would say that that's not a casual usage, Mm -hmm. which means you're going to be using this a lot. And the reason you don't want to, Take care, take mm-hmm. out the warranty is because mm-hmm. if you're using it as much as you told me, it is mm-hmm. going to break. Something yeah. is going to break. And right. when it breaks, you come back and we're going to fix it for free. Yeah. And that's why you need that warranty. And when he when he said that, I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Like if I I was working there, but I thought if I was buying, that's what he should tell me. And that's why you should have a warranty. Right. Yeah. It wasn't he yeah. he was saying the facts. Yeah. The facts were in look if he said, Well, yeah, I'm gonna use this once a month, okay, maybe mm-hmm. you get away with not having a warranty. Yeah. But he said, You just told me you're gonna do all these things with it, sure. it is going to break. You need to have the warranty. And and I thought, here's a guy who understood guys, that. It that makes objection. a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And you realize that it's actually gonna save you money. I mean it's gonna fact save the, you, ma- exactly. the fact of the matter
0: is this, I know I know it costs you fifty dollars more, but that's because it's gonna save you five thousand dollars. That's exactly right. And the guy and you realize, I gotta tell you, this is one other thing. This is a a classic. I just thought of this, and it's actually in one. It's in the book. It's yes. in the book. It this. This is this is how the this is about the Volvo hardtop convertible. <laughs> I got to tell you this. Oh, tell me. Tell us. So. I went out, I I was all, I'm a Volvo guy. I like safe cars and everything. I always talk about Volvo brand safe car, you know, and I've owned like three of them and they're pretty good cars and I feel safe in them. But I was in the, I I saw they had a, I wanted a convertible, sorry, and and they had this hard top convertible, which was great because it was strong like a car. And it also, you know, when the top was up, you didn't have any blind spots. It it was just like being in a regular car. So the hard top convertible, man, I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. But I, you know, I didn't need a new car and I couldn't rationalize it. So, but I I was in the D Dealership, and while I'm waiting for my car to get fixed, I wander into the you know the showroom, and there's the hardtop convertible. <laughs> so I go and I say to the salesman, I say, man, you know, uh, he says, hey, well, uh, show me how it works. So they, they, the, the thing comes up, and you realize there is about a thousand million springs and levers and hooks and pulleys. Okay, there's a, there's 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 a thousand moving parts, mm. and being a pilot and a skydiver. I know that I don't like a lot of moving parts because moving parts fail. All right. So I'm looking at this going, that's great. But man, and I said to the guy, man, there's a lot of moving parts in that thing. I don't know. Is that going to be a problem? And the sales guy goes, <laughs> well, you know, toys are expensive, you know? <laughs> wah, wah, yeah. I, fails. Walked. I walked out he fails ha 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 toys are expensive he didn't answer my objection he, he basically not. validated it yeah i went another time maybe i looked at it again well maybe the third time about a year later i still i still like that car so i walked into the showroom again there's another salesman they put the top up and i go yeah but man all those moving parts they bother me he said you know, a lot of people say that. You're making a good point. And when I first looked at it, I thought the same thing. But do you know, when you know the mechanics, it really is just the same thing as a regular cloth top. It's just got three hard pieces. And I went, Really? <laughs> that sounds kind of simple. Okay. It's the same answer. mechanics yeah. as the traditional uh, ragtop cloth top convertible. It just has three hard pieces. That's right. And then I said, Wow. And then he said, You know, Well, just because it's Volvo and they're so careful and they test so much. He said, do you know they cycled that thing over a million times? And I go, a million times?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really? I'm sold. Who's
0: going to argue with a million times? And then he said, you know, know, if you think about it, It would t- if you did that. It would take you a hundred years. This before. guy said all this. Yes, That's yes, awesome. He said it would take you over a hundred years, and I said, "That's fantastic."
1: <laughs> I'm Get in. Answer me,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm in. And I would have bought. I would have bought it if I hadn't asked my wife. She's the no, one. Of course. But the point was, just what that guy did. That guy listened. He answered my objections. He didn't he make you feel stupid. He it so simple. He didn't make me feel stupid, and he made it so simple. It was so beautiful. But what's also interesting about that is you get back to microscripts a little bit, because he gave me three micros, I'm telling you, I'm remembering what he told me mm. 10 years later. It, it's the same as a ragtop, except it has three hard pieces. That's mm. a microscript. It's, you know, they, Volvo, so careful, they cycle it over a million times. That's and then awesome. I said, if you try to do that, it would take you 100 years. Now those are three little sales scripts, right? Yeah, those are great. This is getting a little bit to a different point. We talk about microscripts, but the fact is, anybody could walk in any sales department anywhere yeah. the marketing department say, look, here's a beautiful script here's a beautiful way That's to right. answer the objection about it looks complicated yeah and you know what And the guy said to me I said, where did you after I said, you know that was beautiful who told you did you make that up He said, no, <laughs> no my sales manager my sales manager told
1: it to me. So you see how these these yes. ways. This gets
0: back to well, like and, and marketing, so the, selling,
1: and, and the other. What the other sales rep did is the other guy. He ignored you. Yeah, and he basically said, uh, "Hey, suck you it up and suck it up." Yeah, and if, and if you want this cool thing, you better be prepared to pay the price. Yeah, right? yeah, it had exactly. Nothing to do with what you're real amazing. fear with, and, and he also really implied it's going to break
0: all of, all right. of the above. All and the so above. it's
1: just it's so. But it's, you see,
0: so many times the sale happens when you answer that last objection or two that's when the sale that's the final wow yes thank you thank you for letting me buy the car because i wanted to buy it that's right so it was thank you for giving me permission to buy that damn thing yes right so we talk about it learn to love the word no and learn to love those objections everybody because they really are the customer telling you hey you know what you've really sold me now help me over this last hurdle
1: help me figure it out right absolutely Okay. Up at the top of the pyramid, guys. So I want to I want to talk briefly about, yeah. I actually think that part of the bad brand of sales is yeah. because of the top of the pyramid, the Everyone's clothes. afraid. Everyone's afraid of the clothes. And, but also, uh, the media, you know, it's it's easy to, see, mm-hmm. we're, in my house, it's always easy to blame Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's doing this, mm-hmm. you know. But I think that there is a little Hollywood, because here's the deal. There's an episode of The Office yeah. called The Hard Clothes oh okay. yeah you know you, yeah. and uh, uh, anybody remember the Jerky Boys there was a funny Bur- <laughs> and I'm in to Santa but they they go "This guy <laughs> you buy this freaking car i break your freaking head that's, yeah. that's the hard clothes that's the Sopranos
0: clothes the, and this like, hey you, I'd like you to buy this and I'd like you to, and, I, and then I can put the gun back in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And, and so I think that the, the top of the pyramid actually has a bad brand which is mm-hmm. actually Glenn Gary Glenn Ross the, yeah. fam- the famous line put that coffee down coffee's for closers. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, whole notion yeah, yeah, that closing has to, like you get to the end and then you just slap, you just ram yeah, it down their throat, yeah, yeah, right? And yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. that's not the way it is. And to our brand right. family out there, right. we're gonna walk you through the correct way to do
0: well, it. Well, it's it's this simple,
1: it's this simple. If you've done, if
0: you've made a connection, and again, a connection, a connection can be as easy as just sitting and starting a normal, nice conversation with someone where you actually don't talk about yourself. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I, I kid you not. We shit you not. Right. We can say that. That's how important this is. The uh, wait, but having a conversation with someone about anything and just and just letting them talk about themselves and being interested in something they have to say. Okay, so that's make that connection. Right. Creates a little bit of rapport. The next one is to start asking them about their concerns, reveal their concerns, saying, boy, that's great. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? What makes you, what's what's the biggest problem that you face when you're dealing with this? You know, w- you know what, what are the biggest issues you have with this product or that product? Have you ever been burned before? Whatever you're asking them, ask them about their problems, their concerns. They will tell you if you listen now you know how to sell them. We're we're summing this up now, right? So then now now, I, now if I'm gonna tell them about their benefits I'm gonna to speak to those benefits that are gonna help That's right. their point I can tell them a lot of benefits but I'm gonna concentrate on the ones that really they need and that they're gonna take away their pain yes okay if someone has a headache, don't sell them foot medicine yes right yes
1: okay I want I want to uh, talk about a real experience I had when I was running when I was running Geekdom right. uh, mm-hmm. when I first took it over as CEO um, we didn't have a sales rep. Yeah. And we would give so many tours. We would and we so mm-hmm. many people stopped by the co working space to take tours that we had to we actually borrowed a tactic from Zappos. We said we do two tours every day, yeah. right, noon and four. Mm-hmm. But the very fact that so many people were showing up was a buying sign. I mean they yeah. wanted to know about it. Yeah. And so all of our people were really afraid of the close. Mm-hmm. And so they'd go, and so they'd get to the very end. They'd say all the amazing things we did, and they'd say, mm-hmm. "Here's my card. If you ever want to, you know, ask." And they yeah, and they show them up. I know. And then we hired a sales rep, mm-hmm. and all the sales rep did was, "Hey, would you like to sign up right now?" Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that was it. wasn't hyper. It was just like, "Hey, I've just given you a tour. I've told you the benefits. Yeah. Would you like to sign up?" And all of a sudden, our sales went through the freaking right, roof. Right. And and actually, it reminded me of Gold's Gym you go to gold's gym or you yeah. go to you go to a gym and they give you the mm-hmm. tour and they and they've listening there's if they say hey if they've sold the value sign up right there Mm-hmm. Yes, I want to sign up. Yeah, and it's just a matter of asking. You know, you have to ask for the sale uh, because w- what what everyone else on my team was doing is yeah. they were so afraid of the rejection.
0: Uh, 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 they didn't want the customer to say no.
1: They didn't want the customer, and so they just said, "Ah, well, you know, like it's so all, you think all on about you." It.
0: Sure, it's all on you. But
1: all the customers wanted them to ask. Yeah, yeah hey, give me, yeah. and then walk me through it. Like, hey, you could sign up. We had a that's and then right. We had an iPad right there. Boom, sign up now. Well, it's so such
0: a little thing. That's right. Now, now you interjected clearly because I was taking way too long to go through, to, 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 to summarize the last five, the five steps. Because I was getting right to what you're saying I'm here. sorry, I'm sorry, I no, jumped no, the no, gun. No, it's good, it's good. Listen, remember everything Lorenzo just said. We just have to go, we just have to get, cause we're getting right to that point. Yes. So we got, I've got to go back. So you make a connection, five, four, reveal their concerns, three, present the benefits. Now they're pretty sold right there. Right. Then number four, no, i sorry, five, four, three, number two, answer their objections, we talked about that. And now Lorenzo, we're here at the closing thing. And you're saying, and that's where so many sales say, okay, see you later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't finish. There is one of the greatest laws of nature, I think it's written in the Bible, is ask and ye shall receive. Right, that's right. God told you to close. <laughs> And I'll give you another This example. is a spiritual principle. I'll give you another example that I came up with because <laughs> it's true. God, I don't need a class. Everybody needs to be asked. Yes. If you are in love, you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend are in love, <laughs> okay? You decide to live together. And nowadays that happens sometimes. You decide to live together for, 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 for six years. You're even more in love. You're talking about having a family and the whole thing. You travel to Europe together, you're really, you as together as you can possibly be. Think about how close you are with that person. Yeah. If one person doesn't say, one time, will you marry me? <laughs> it don't happen. It doesn't happen. Now think about this, it really doesn't happen. It's the ultimate close. It's the ultimate. You have to close. You have to. If you could be that close to another human being (laughs) for that long and you still... They don't just say, "Okay, I'm done." You have even then, you have to ask. So if if you if you have to ask, and that yeah, people you're right, have to be asked. They want to be asked.
1: They want to be asked.
0: They got yes.
1: They have. Is to it be. true? It's so true. So
0: then, why would in a sale where I've met someone for 20 minutes and we're at the
1: thing, you know, and and I just all oh, this stuff is so important. Why wouldn't I? have, You do have to ask. But it, but it's, but in its in its purest form, you're when you ask for the clothes, you're barely saying. I have your solution. I know. I know. Look over here. I you, have your solution. Yeah.
0: Let's you're, let's do this thing. I can
1: solve your problem and your pain
0: right now. Let's you're, do it. You're saying, let's go to the party. Yes. You're saying, hey, let's do this thing. Well, let's yeah. buy it. Yes. Can you exactly. oh, You want to start now, you want to start next week. Are you are you so are you ready to go? Yes. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it. And that's all it closes, It's that ask. That's exactly and, right. And, and when the person is properly sold by someone they like, they trust at this point and they've seen all the benefits, okay? You're not pressuring them at that point. Right. See, there's no pressure if you've done the, the four steps before properly. Right. That's right. You're, you're, the closing is pressure is when you haven't sold them properly and you close right. too soon because yes. they're not sold yet. They're not sold, exactly. They're not sold yet. At this point, they're sold. Now you have to just help them complete it. And that's all
1: that asking and closing really is. Also, I I want to, I uh, just interject a, a side comment which is i think that i i never knew that this was available even though it's very intuitive until i saw someone do it and i think that i want to remind the brand family out there that when you look at the pyramid feel free to go back to any step previous step anywhere in the sale oh yeah you know if you need to go back if you feel like you need to go back to concerns go yep. back to concerns yeah you know if you need to go back to benefits and i feel like the, the, the people that I've met that do it that do it poorly mm-hmm. is they feel this need and this urgency to get to the next step prematurely mm-hmm. and it's not about this linear progression. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure if you need to spend all your time in uh, making the connection, then spend all your time there. I, I just feel like we want to give you permission to go back and forth with these steps until you feel like it's okay to ask for the sale.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No that that's that's
1: uh there's no question. You know, there's
0: there's there's a couple of big overarching things here. You guys all have the pyramid, I, 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 like anything else in the world. Practice makes perfect. The more you That's do right. this, the better you get at it. You start to. But when you go when you start selling, people, you'll watch. You'll you'll actually know where you are in the process. Yes, you'll actually. All selling processes go like this, and this wasn't was invented. It was figured out up 200 years ago, and some people say, "Oh, that's the old-fashioned way of hard selling." No, it's not. It's actually the psychology of selling anyone, and it's just how you approach it. And there's two huge things. There's a, there was a great book called The One Minute Sales Salesperson, I think it was, um, and the whole book was about one thing. It says you will get what you want. In direct proportion to how much you give them what they want.
1: Word. I love that. You will get
0: the money. You will get what you want, the money, the sale, the clothes, in direct proportion to how much you help them get what they want. Mm. And so if you're the kind of salesperson that walks in there focusing on the fact that I'm going to help this person, I know they've got a good product. If I find out my product's not good for them, I'm not going to try to sell them. I'm not right. going to ask them to buy. That's right. I'm not going to do something because you know something, it'll end up being a bad sale. It'll end up being a bad testimonial. It's better for them not to buy. And you know what'll happen? If I do that, I'm a trustful. They're going to tell someone else to come see me that, that should. So
1: that's exactly you right. You
0: have to have the kind of salesperson that is trying to help your customers succeed. Yes. That's number one. Can you be that kind of person? Right. Ask
1: yourself that, right? Absolutely. Um, right. I also think that it's uh, important for us to encourage all the good reps out there, all the good sales reps that are doing it well. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever, whenever I'm somewhere and uh, actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to tell you this, because yeah. the principle, this is a Brand Brothers unofficial rule, yeah. that you should always encourage and reward great salesmanship right sure, yeah and so i was i was going to the drive through at my local bill millers which is a, which is a barbecue taco place here in san antonio yeah. and i get to the window mm-hmm. and, and i get in my tacos and the the girl at the checkout goes hey we have this slice of pumpkin pie 50 cents <laughs> and i was like I- Y- yes, I, I. Of course, I have to buy that pumpkin pie. And she goes. By the way, you want whipped cream with that? Yeah, of course, I want whipped cream. What are you talking about? Yeah, you give me pumpkin? but it was yeah. just so like I wasn't prepared to be sold, but mm-hmm. I was like, hey, why not? And I just, there I just, it is. I yeah. appreciate she would have been like whatever. But yeah. whenever I'm whenever I'm at a restaurant and someone's you know, hey, how about dessert? Or mm-hmm. whenever I'm somewhere in and there and, and they do it respectfully and they follow the pyramid, I love it because I know oh, yeah. I know that they're working against a negative brand and yeah. they're still doing it, which makes me so proud of. Them. Well, look at this is it's amazing you say this. So a, a real professional
0: salesperson has to buy things just like anyone else. That's now right. when he goes in. And he finds another, and he's another professional selling him. He knows exactly what the That's other right. guy's doing, but he 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 respects it. Yes, he loves it. Yes, the guys talking, the guys revealing his concerns. It's okay. I need to go through this anyway. It's yes. great. You're a good salesperson. I, you know, how many people times I go, man, you are a good sales guy <laughs> yeah. or sales gal. Oh yeah, every time. You know, he's I've got objections. He's answering them like, hey, it's only three hard pieces. <laughs> you see how that framed it for? Me? Me? Yes. Wow, it's not really complicated. So, absolutely, you love watching. And when it's time to close, I, sometimes I just laugh because I watch them. I know they're doing. He's
1: doing the doorknob close. Yeah. Well, also it, it also when when you know the process, I it actually lets me gracefully disengage, like yeah. gracefully walk away. Because I'll tell yeah. someone, hey, I've literally said this. Hey, I love that you're answering all my objections. I right know, now. I, I did, know, but, but I'm just not ready. So, I know, know really. And, but I but I speak in the, I Same speak in that thing. language. Same hey. thing. I respect you. I know what you're doing. Yeah, it's no, great. I,
0: I appreciate you know it. what. But there's all there's reasons why I really can't do it. Yeah. And I don't want to waste your time. But yeah. You know what? You're a great person. I'm going to come back to you when I need it, but today I can't. Yeah. Right? (laughs) It's like the guy's trying to sell you a car and you bought one yesterday. You can't. (laughs) Um, There is one last, last, last thing. Tell us. And that is the power of good old fashioned enthusiasm. Yes. And Dale Carnegie used to say if you you know you might let's you may be bad at everything you may be bad at i don't know and the different parts of the process but but if you actually really love that product yes. if you actually really really care about that customer and you really want them to know it that comes through more than Anything. That's right. Anything. Yes. Which is the power of having enthusiasm and really caring about your, loving your product, knowing your product is going to help that customer. And you know, it cures more ills than anything. And if you find you can't be enthusiastic about your product, yeah. or if God forbid you, you don't live. really trust or like your product, You just have to stop selling it. You've got to go somewhere else. It's so true. Yeah, because you
1: can't. You know why? Because you can't be honest then. Well, and also the customers will smell it a mile away. I mean, you can tell when you don't love it. You know, you're going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. and so I totally agree
0: with you. Exactly. But the last thing too is if you understand this bit about selling, now you've got a company. Now you've got a new brand, and you want to go sort of float that brand with people. You're going to go through naturally. Go through these steps. They're just going to, and you're going to to ask them about and try you you actually test sell them test try to sell them you may find you can't get over certain objections Mm. right you may find there's a benefit in there they're just not responding enough you don't have that one benefit that makes their eyes light up or something that they need going through that process is the is the most important way to go back and retool your product or tweak it or change it in some way to make it sellable and the more you know about this process, the more you can go out there and be so effective when you're out there testing your minimum viable product. Right. This is why you have to know this. You have to know this if you're the CEO so that you can create that brand, right. which does this from afar, right? So you can create that advertising, all that stuff. But understanding the selling process is fundamental. Right? Right. That's right. Are you right? Do we talk enough? I think, I, we, think I, think we, I think we, I think we, <laughs> I think we, I'm in a cheesy joke. I think we sold it. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, folks. Remember the pyramid, remember, right? Absolutely. Five things. Number five, create a connection. Number four, reveal their concerns. Number three, show them the benefits. Number two, answer, answer those questions. objections. They're the best. And then finally, ask for the order. And you will learn to sell like a millionaire (laughs) and we're out i guess it's over and out thank you hey brand brothers nation great news our newest book is finally here the microscript rules how to tell your story or differentiate your brand in a sentence or less and if you're one of the first 20 who sent us the picture holding up the book we'll send you a brand brothers t-shirt free
2: Order the award-winning books on branding and strategy by the Brand Brothers or to contact us directly, visit us at brandbrothersshow.com. And as always, find other episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play for Android, and YouTube. Also, you can find the Brand Brothers Show on Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio or any of your other favorite podcast apps. The Brand Brothers Show is presented by Geekdom Media. Executive producers are Lorenzo Gomez, Bill Schley, John Largent, and Jason Barrera. The Brand Brothers Show is produced by Gameday Media.